it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Hello, lovely listeners. I am so glad you have joined me here at the windowsill. I am super glad to be able to share with you a dear friend that I met just in the past year, but she's one of those people that when you meet her, you love her. So I'm really, really excited to have you meet Britta Tabor. Britta Borden-Tabor is a trailblazing digital influencer and an empowerment coach whose passion knows no bounds. And I can attest to that. Britta has dedicated her life's mission to inspiring and uplifting women over 40, helping them uncover their passions and turn their dreams into reality. She isn't just a coach. She's a beacon of motivation, a force of nature, and a true inspiration to countless souls. And I, I really do believe that. If you go to Britta's Instagram, Brit underscore dazzle, that's B-R-I-T-T underscore D-A-Z-Z-L-E, you will see what I'm talking about. Through her powerful words and magnetic presence, Britta ignites a flame within her audience, urging them to embrace their full potential and conquer any obstacles in their path. Her infectious enthusiasm and unshakable belief in the power of women's dreams make her a compelling force in the realm of personal development. And she just dropped some gems of wisdom here. So take a listen. Sometimes it's a little hard to here this time because just our connection wasn't that great, but it's worth a listen for sure. Other places you can find Britta are Britta Borden-Tabor on Facebook and Britta Tabor on TikTok. So take a listen and get ready to be inspired. And then for sure, check out Britta's Instagram because she is just a colorful force. And I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled to talk to you today. It's absolutely my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I have to tell you, you are one of those people. So for the audience, we met at Alt Summit, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I'll, I remember the moment because I came around the pool and you who I was like, who is that person? You were standing on the other end of the pool and you were wearing a fabulous, I want to say dress outfit, but you just exuded confidence and sparkle. And I just thought, oh my gosh, who is she? I want to know her. <laughs> you really do. And I know you, were, you weren't quite sure about being there, but it all turned out. It all turned out, worked in my favor. It really did. It really did. So I love to, to let the listeners in on a little bit about everybody's journey. I would love to know a little bit about your journey, specifically what inspired you to get into the coaching kind of influencer empowerment realm. I got tired of being, so for me, it was, it was hard for me to understand why people didn't have the same vibe or energy or the same confidence. And uh, it, it started with a conversation with my dad. And he was just like, you got to remember, everybody comes from different backgrounds and everybody didn't have what you had coming up. So if you, if you have it, teach somebody else. You willing to share it. When you share your journey and you share your story, you will find some similarities, even though you come from very different places. And then you take that similarity and then you connect and you build. It's just like, like Legos. Mm. If you have one red Lego and you start attaching the other ones to it, you build something so amazing. And it turns into a community. It turns into a, a larger being that supports women on a whole nother level. Mm. That's so true. It's such a good thing to remember. What a good thing to hear from a parent as well, I think. Because if we can just 
look for those things that connect us, the gates open. Absolutely. Everything else falls into place. It really does. So I don't think you were always on Instagram being a fashionable icon. What, what, what were you doing before that? And how did you get started in that? So my area of expertise, um, white collar America, uh, corporate America, um, I support CEOs, CFOs, executive administrative assistants. So that is my happy place, project management, delegating, telling other people what to do and supporting them from a post-production. So my friends and my colleagues would often say, every day is like a walking fashion show with you. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. I appreciate that. But it was, it was just how my mother raised us. You know, when you walk out the door, your representation of me and your dad. So always look and be your best. Hmm. So my girlfriend actually set up my Instagram page. I didn't have a clue as to what it was, how it worked. And um, they just said, start posting pictures from your everyday world when you go to work. Have somebody at work take a picture of you. And then just tell the people where you're getting that fix from. So that sim- simplicity of just choosing to show up and not even really thinking of it and just kind of doing what I do every day is how it truly started. But for me, it was more about, well, I just don't want to tell people about pretty clothes. I want them to be encouraged at the same time. Or you can do it. So that's when a little piece of me got a chance to show up in the clothes. Because for me, it's not about how you necessarily look on the inside. I need to make sure the inside is good too. 100%. That's so interesting. I love that. And I I think it's really relevant for creativity of any way or just being who you want to be on Instagram or whatever platform or place you want to show up. It's Mm -hmm. consistency. And it's just a nudge sometimes from whoever that might be. And and it's just doing it, believing that you can a little bit. But you know what that nudge, the nudge turned into for me, I was at that stage of my life where I'm always the big girl or the alpha woman in the room. Mm. And I, I started putting out in the atmosphere that I want to be in a place where I'm the little girl now. Mm. I want to be able to sit at somebody else's feet to learn something and to absorb something and to be at a place where I don't have the answers. You have to be careful what you ask for because when it finally comes around, it is a very vulnerable place to be. Yeah. So knowing nothing about Instagram and the algorithm and how to 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 build an audience. You know, when when I hear the word audience, it sounds like you're performing. And mm. I don't want to perform in front of anybody. So that's why I changed that word to my community because I want it to be a happy space. I want you to feel good when you come here and I want you to have a reason to come back. But as I'm learning and growing in this creative space, you have to kind of switch gears in your head. And I didn't realize how hard that shift had to be. Mm. You know, when you come from structure, corporate America, everything's black and white, right? But when you Mm. come to this creative space and all these rainbows of colors of creativity and thinking outside of the box, it is overwhelmed, but so beautiful and bright at the same time. As how do you marry the two worlds and make them sing, sing, sing together like a symphony, but also be willing to play in it? So it was, it was very intimidating. But then when I got away from, you know what? I do this every day. Mm. Don't make it a show. Just show up. Mm. Oh, that's, that's really relatable. I think that's sometimes so hard to remember. Just show up. Just show up as you are, you know? And Absolutely. And we make it difficult. We do, don't we? We overthink it. Yeah. We overthink it. So it's just like when, you know, when we get up and go to work, we show up religiously, do our best, right? That's what showing up is. It's mm. just really, Nike said the best, just do it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, they did. I love that. And I feel like, you know, your whole mission is to inspire and uplift women over 40 and help them uncover their passions. And I feel like just watching you, watching your Instagram and your stories. I love your stories too. That's where so much of your personal, you know, you you share so much about your family yeah. and your lovely kiddos and and it and on your feed you I just that's such a charge too because I'm like what's she wearing and and I just love your transitions and everything but you you empower you know we were talking about 
this before we started, but how much of a difference we all make for people without realizing that we are. And I and I just feel like with your positivity and encouragement to others, it really even just just tuning into you just brightens up my day. It really does. Oh, I, I appreciate that, Margo. But you know what I think it is? People see so much of themselves because it's unfiltered, it's real, it's mm-hmm. relatable, and it's not perfect. I don't have it all together. You know, I'm just like every other mom trying to figure it out. You get up, you have your routine, and we take care of everything and everybody around us. But when it comes to that space for me, even in my stories, that's my happy place because that's where it's personal. Yeah. I love that. That's where it's personal. So when it's personal, it turns into, I can trust you with this, this information and I'm like bringing you into my house. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think you do that both places. And did you, so when you started this, you said you had to have somebody help you with the Instagram. Um, how did you kind of break through and get to where you are now, where you're working with other companies? And we talked about this when we met, you held that great round table. That's like, don't think you can't do it at any age. You can kind of break through and, and, become more of who you're meant to be. How did that work for you? Absolutely. So for me, I did not realize what social media could really do. But then, you know, when I first got to my first 500 followers, you couldn't tell me it wasn't 5 million people. Mm-hmm. So just because they were there, it was like, oh my gosh, I could really do something with this. So in my head, my first thought was, I want to work with big brains. Let me work with Macy's and Lane Bryant and Dillard's and Eloquy. Because they, they service a really large group of women and it would be a good place to start. I tell you, the most disappointing thing is to be rejected and somebody tell you no, mm. right? And because I had not built a true following, they didn't see me. Mm. So for me, it was more like, okay, you had your opportunity. Now I got to figure out a way to make this work for me. So what I would do, because I'm a regular shopper, I would find online boutiques. And if I purchased something from them, I would tag them in the post. And just kind of, you know, show my outfits, do my com- my my comments and my captions and think nothing of it. One of these boutique owners, I did not realize she was as large as she was. But she had a, a mentorship program that had 99 different boutique owners that she did for the very first time. And in that space and in that room, she said to all of them, you know, I don't know this lady and I've never had a conversation with her, but every single time. She tags me in something that she posts every single time it sells out. At some point, you're going to have to work with an influencer. And I strongly recommend that you reach out to her because what she's doing, she's doing really well. Hmm. So she gives them my social media page and all this other information. So all of a sudden, I'm at home minding my business. (laughs) And I start getting all of these cash apps. $1,500 here. I was like, okay, somebody sent me. I got hacked. Is my first thought, right? And then I started to get a lot of messages saying, Hey, my name is Miss So and so, and um, I want to book you. I was like, Who are you? How did you even get my name? Miss Martha mentioned you, and we want to send you some money so I can have you as a retainer before anybody else got to you. So that's the power and the importance of you never know when your name is going to be spoken in a room. And for someone to not even know you, but they were willing to put their name on the line for you, it goes a long way. So that's how my social media presence started. I didn't even have a media kit. I didn't even know what it was. I had to create one and then trying to figure out from a rate perspective, a rate sheet. So when that door opened, it opened up such um, an opportunity, not for me financially, but it was more for me. I get to build relationships with women who are growing something. Mm. And I get to help them build their babies as I grow myself. Mm. So as we connect from a fashion and faith perspective, because, hey, guess what? This is a faith walk because mm-hmm. you're, you're investing your time and your, your money and you're investing in me now. The least I can do is to show up well, present your stuff well, and help you sell it. So it works hand in hand. Yeah. So that relationship and that trust, because you trust me with your product, you trust me with your business, that goes a long way. And I think when people understand their true motive, it'll help them get to that next level. Money is not my motive. But when I tell you, Margo, the money comes 
in so many different places that I never expect. Mm-hmm. So when you, you have the right motive and you're building the right relationship, everything just falls into place. It's really rather magical how that works. It really does. And I, and I think often we try really hard to figure it out when all we need to do is just be ourselves and live it. And it, and what our passions are shows up in that. Absolutely. I think if we, if we think about, we created a lot of us are mothers. We created little humans that have now created little humans of their own and they have become great and productive citizens. We did. And they are doing great things in the world. They're a product of what, of our success. They're our legacy. So why can't we take that same energy and put it into people that we don't know, into businesses and to help them grow? And when you, when you come from a place of paying it forward, it comes back to you in 10 triple fold. And you don't have to run after it. You don't have to chase. It just follows you sometimes. And that's the true joy of doing social media your way. I still can't tell you anything about an alga or a rhythm. I can't. But what I do know is when I show up, I know my audience. I know my generation. They want you to be honest. They want you to be as real as possible. They want to see your flaws just to know that you're real just like them. And that's when they stick and stay. So Mm. if I get the grandmother, because I'm a grandmother now, right? If I get the grandmother, I'm going to get the daughter. Because the mother's going to tell them, there's this lady on social media. I really like her. I'm going to get the daughter. Then once I get the daughter, hey, I want you to start dressing differently because the way these young ladies are dressing, I got the granddaughter. Mm. So it's a matter of getting the, in all the generations, not just serving one, you serve the entire community. That like hits that. home for us. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I, I think, you know, I'm sure there's people listening and I even struggle with this too, of showing up. I mean, I authentically show up. I just don't authentically show up as often as I feel like could make a difference or people saying, Oh, what do I have to offer? Where would I even start? And do you have any suggestions for people just wondering how to kind of get past their own hesitation or their own, you know, kind of back talk? The one thing that helps me the most is this. I know that I'm a masterpiece. There is only one person in this entire world that looks like me, that can do what I do, how I do it, and there's no copy. That's enough. Mm. So when you show up into a space knowing that you are that only it factor, and you just kind of stand in it, not in arrogance, but just out of um, pure joy of this is who I am and whose I am. When you walk into a room, people see it. They can't figure out what it is, and they're just like, oh, there's something about you. They tap into it immediately. It draws them in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, from across the room, it'll draw you in and you want to know more. I attest to that. You are a magnet of bright, shiny light. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's authenticity, too. And I I mean, you are certainly authentic. And people that I really am interested in following, and are, they just show up, you know. And I th- I think authenticity is just a good a good thing to remember because, you know, joyful and, and all of it, it really comes across and your message. I also think we spend a long time thinking, Oh, what should I be talking about? What should my message be? But if we're doing, as you say, and we're just, you know, this is me, I'm the only one here like this. So I'm just going to show up, tell my story, share what I love and, you know, come along or not. Absolutely. And I think when we think about it, life experiences are, are, have been very good teachers for us. And you never know who you will help along the way when you start to share your journey and your story. Because, you know, how did you overcome something? How did you see something through? How did you rise to the occasion? You won't know until you share your story. And I think we've gotten to a place where everything is so behind closed doors because we don't want people to see our scars. And mm. fear of them peeling back that layer and then it will bleed again. For me, whatever situation you go through in life, once you have kind of gone through it, you have to own it and not no longer let it own you. Mm. 
Because on social media now, you see a lot of things, well, this is going to trigger you. This is going to trigger you. And this is not for everybody because everybody's story is different. I get that. But when you take your power back from a situation mm. and the strength that it gives you, that you can talk about it, lean into it, and then help somebody else that's going to go through it, that's how we become subject matter experts of our own stuff. Mm. Right? My sister's a breast cancer survivor. He chose her for that journey, not for me. And when I tell you she danced with it and made it such a beautiful thing, it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a tragedy. I see you thriving and surviving. Yeah. You took cancer. You had cancer. It didn't have you. Right. So you have to look at the glass half full instead of half empty and make the best out of a bad situation. Mm. I love that. That's It's so important to remember that. You know, I think there's such, there are joys and challenges and we can, we can choose to, you know, lean into either one. And so I, you know, if we can take that energy and I'm sure being somebody that's in the public eye, there must be challenges and people that like show up in your DMs that aren't, well, certainly there's a lot of positive ones, but there must be some that you're just like, oh gosh, how do I how do I work around that? You know, because I think that happens as much anymore now. People feel like they're hidden and they can say anything they want. What are some of the challenges that you've come across with with being so you know so seen? So I have to be honest and say that my challenges are very minimal. Good, and I think that that has a lot to say with how you choose to show up because when people see your vulnerability and they start to poke to see how far they can get, they're either going to hit a wall or they're going to penetrate, mm-hmm. right? But I think in in your stance and how you truly choose to show up, they also know yes, she doesn't look like the one to be played with. <laughs> true. I don't That's think true. I want to go down that road, right? Yeah. Because people will challenge you from a um, um, I know it better than you or a who are you to talk because you have curves? My curves can be a plus or a minus. It could be a, a blessing and a curse. Oh, or you're just, you're promoting um, that it's okay to be obese. No, I'm promoting that it's okay to be happy in the skin that you're in. Yeah. Yep. So it's a matter of still having an answer, still being respectful, because I, I found that when people make those comments, those are hurt people. Yeah, for sure. So I'm choosing to give you grace because that's coming from an ugly place. Why? I don't know. But whoever you, you want the combat, you're not going to get it here. I'm going to love you and keep going. Mm-hmm. But they tend to stand down after the last comment. Mm. It's not, it's typically not a back and forth. Right. So I think they call it that, um, the young folk call it, you know, that auntie, she's the, I have a, a rich auntie. And so there's a, a level of respect that comes with that. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I think one of the things that I love to do, because, you know, it'll be a, a few days or so and I haven't caught up and I'll go and I'll watch a video and then I'll watch another one and I watch another and it always just puts me in such a good mood because you just look so dang cute and sassy in those clothes. And I, and it does, there's something that just, trickles down. Like I leave smiling, feeling positive about myself, thinking I'm so glad I know this person. And like, maybe I can do something that I wasn't planning on. You know, it really. But here's the thing, Margo, you, you did it the day that we first met. Hmm. Because when I saw you and I saw your beautiful, eclectic style, you, it was so effortless, Hmm. but it also, again, reminded me so much of my mother. Because she was, she was the type of woman, she just did it her own way. Mm. And when you do it your own way and, and don't care who's watching, that's what drew me to you. Mm. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Well, absolutely. I guess, I guess we're both walking that path. <laughs> we are. But you know, sometimes we don't even recognize that we're doing it. And then when we do recognize it, it's just like, oh, no, no, don't go, to, don't go in the box now. You're, you're, you're doing it. That's it. And that's just showing up as who you are. I love that. I love that. And I think, um, do you, you have specific clients that you work with as well? Like as far as empowerment, people that you're empowering and coaching on this journey? I am. And I think for me, I'm trying to find the, the, the balance in 
you know, there is a, a profit that can be made in it. But I also know at the same time that I want people to get what they need. Mm. So it's a matter of figuring what, out what that space looks like because I am a true giver. I am a giver. I want people to thrive. I want them to be better and do well. And then, you know, on social media now, you have everybody who's a life coach. Right. That are truly not even following the right steps in the path. And they have watered down that title mm. to a place where you don't even want to get involved. And they make it about marketing, about money, and not truly actually helping the person. Yeah. So for me, when you build the right relationships and you are truly helping people, then money comes, whether it is from sponsorship, whether it is from people who want to collaborate and to do seminars or to do girls trips or to do conferences. So it doesn't necessarily have to come from the people. It will come from different places. Mm. But then when people are strong enough and feel more empowered, then they will invest in themselves. Right. And that's when everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Hey there, Windowsill Chats listeners. This is your host, Margo, and I'm here to share some new and exciting opportunities with you. Do you want to dive even deeper into the conversations we have in the Windowsill? Well, I have got a treat for you. In case you missed it, we launched our very own Patreon channel a couple of months ago, and our community continues to grow and evolve every day. And it's the perfect way for you to get involved and support the continuation of these thought-provoking conversations. Joining our Patreon community allows you to be a crucial part of what we do here and take windowsill chats to the next level. Now I know what you're thinking, there must be a cost to this, but hold on a sec, guess what? For less than the cost of a single coffee a week, you can become a proud member of our Patreon family. Yep, for just $5 a month, you can support this podcast and ensure that these conversations will continue to be heard. Our Patreon community is where the magic happens. Not only will you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content, early access to new episodes, and bonus conversations with special guests, but you'll also be able to connect with other like-minded listeners who share your passion for artistry, creativity, and learning. By joining Patreon, you're making sure that these conversations keep flowing and I can continue to bring you the diverse perspectives and insights you've come to love. Your support directly impacts the quality and frequency of these episodes, and I couldn't do it without you, truly. So if you believe in the power of ideas and the beauty of human connection, I invite you to check out our Patreon page today. Simply head over to patreon.com backslash in the windowsill or just search in the windowsill and select the membership tier that best suits you. Remember, it's less than the cost of one coffee a week, but the impact you'll make is truly immeasurable. Thank you for being part of our incredible community and helping us keep these conversations alive and thriving in the windowsill. Your support means the world to me, and I can't wait to see you over on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com in the windowsill. There's something about the energy of it. And by that, I mean, if somebody sees such a positive person putting themselves forth and they feel like, how can I learn from her? Then that's that's where that person's going to show up. Or like you said, a sponsor or a, a trip. You're, you've taken some great trips this year. I have. And I'm looking forward to more and taking other people with me. Mm. Because if you think about it, when we go on trips, it truly is the vacation for the kids, for the family. Then it goes into the grandkids. But when do you have that space when you get to go with your good girlfriends or women you don't know and you yeah. get to create laughter and new relationships? Why not? You know, and us as seasoned women, I'm not down for a whole bunch of shots. I'm down for some great conversation, a good read, a rest and relaxation, and some laughter and fun. Why not create that for us? Mm -hmm. And you seem to be somebody that says yes to opportunity without, you know, we, we, we talked about it at Alt Summit where you thought, oh gosh, should I really go to this thing? And, and you're, you were encouraged to, and then you showed up and then there was a trip right after that that looked like it was, somewhere tropical and I don't know uh -huh. that you knew many people there either and you but just that you met these great women on the plane and it just <laughs> I love that she's a yes sayer instead of a naysayer but that's when you when you tap into that gift and your talent and it keeps coming to you like that it, it, it says to you I'm supposed to be doing something with this mm -hmm. I, I'm it's bigger than just my community it's just bigger than my sister's circle there are women who are out there that don't have what I have. So why not offer it to them? Why not create a space where they can be in their 
a larger circle of women and connect because they don't have it in their own personal spaces. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm so grateful for being at least exposed to that online and then being able to now do more things mm-hmm. in person, of course, but just being connected. And I, I feel like it's the creative industry, be it how, whatever creative thing you tap into, it's usually a very kind and supportive place. You know, we, we want to bring each other along. And I, I love that, that attitude about it. You were mentioning that, um, a preview of the talk, um, Britta just got accepted to be one of the speakers at Alt Summit next year, which is no small feat because they had hundreds and hundreds of applications and they only accept very few. So I can't wait. I'm going just for that. Um, But you said you you might be talking about how to be the difference. And I know we've touched on that a lot, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of what that means to you. I love the story of a bee. And I think when people take the opportunity to dive a little bit into their importance, their power, Mm. how they work in community, how they each have their own role that is so vital to the connection to the hive and helping the queen, people can truly find their space in a beehive, right? Mm. So whether you are a flyer, whether you are a feeder, whether you are a builder, whether you are the protector of the queen, no one takes the other role lightly. Everybody, it connects in some shape, form, or fashion. So for me, when I think about a community of women, there's a place for everybody. No matter how big or small you think your role is, there's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you think about a five fortune um, company, everybody from the janitor all the way to the CEO plays a role that means something. And one can't work without the other. If you have a building management that did not have any sort of janitorial service, what kind of company would you have? Right. Not, not exactly. Not well balanced. Not a very clean one. Exactly. Not a very clean one. <laughs> so with that being <laughs> so with that being said, people have to look at the importance of their role. They typically look at the top of the ladder and say they're the they're the hierarchy. They're the most important. No, it's the ones at the bottom that keep the foundation of any organization going that truly matter the most. So true. So true. So yeah, they just have to find their place in the hive. I, I worked for a company. I said yes to working for a company because it was owned by a woman who, when she would walk through that building and it was, she probably had 350 employees at the time. um, She knew them. She knew they felt like they mattered to her, to the process. There, she saw them. They saw her back, and they, she worked hard for them, and they worked hard for her. And I, I, I mm-hmm. love that because you felt it everywhere, and it wasn't mm-hmm. fake or anything. It was like, no, this, like, she. I wanted, I want to work hard for her. She's positive. She's asking me about my kids. You know, it, it was. It was really, really a good lesson to watch that, um, that sort of environment. And that's what happens when you create the right culture of care. Mm-hmm. So when you have leaders who know their teams, their people, their kids, and if somebody's missing, hey, so-and-so's out of the office, are they, are they okay? Touch mm-hmm. face, make sure that everything is good. They mattered. Yeah. They mattered. And there's so many people who get lost in organizations or their, their church groups or even in their families because they didn't mm. see you, right? But when you when you have leaders who will get in the trenches with you, you will stand on the front line for them any day of the week. So if that true. means staying late and getting things done because you know that they will do the same for you, that matters. And when people know that you care, there's nothing you couldn't get from them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I would love to hear a little bit more from you on the other things you're doing in your life that are very important. I was, I mentioned your stories and in your stories, I get to see your kids. And, and I say that you've, you're a mom and a grandma, but you're also a mom in another way. Can you share a little bit about some of those other passions that you have and the difference that you're making? I can. I would love to share about my big babies. So I am a full-time caregiver 
to two individuals who have special needs, and their names are Cindy and Willie. Cindy has been with me for 23 years, and Willie has been with me for five. So let me back up just a little bit and share that, you know, when I first stepped into this space, it was truly about creating a home or an environment where people who had a special need got the love and the care that I had growing up. You know what I mean? And I wanted to be able to foster that. So when I got Cindy, oh my goodness, she was, uh, she was rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see her grow and blossom from a place of love because she finally had some stability, mm-hmm. um, it was not easy. She came kicking and screaming. And um, I hate to use this analogy, but I'm, I'm going to use it because this is what made the most sense to me. Cindy was like um, a horse out in the free field. Mm-hmm. And when she tried to bring them in and tried to give them some structure, I, she bucked the system every way that she could. Mm-hmm. But when she finally gave into the place of, this is all out of love, none of this is to hurt, to hurt me or to harm me, but it's just to make me better. To see her blossom into the person that she is now has been such a beautiful thing. I mean, I got her when she was 19. Mm. So to see her through her 20s and 30s and going into her 40s and to look past the color barrier, mm. right? Because yeah. Cindy likes to call herself my little white chocolate. I said, where did you get white chocolate from? Well, you're the dark chocolate and I'm the white chocolate. Oh, I love that. She has a scenario, she has a scenario for everything. <laughs> and when it came down to Willie, Willie was with his previous um, mentor for over 21 years. And the unfortunate circumstances, she had a heart attack in Thomas. Oh, gosh. So when we got Willie, we got some trauma. Mm. And not only did we get trauma, Willie was nonverbal. So there was no way for the, the emotions to come out verbally. So it would come out physically. It would come out with, with anger or with tears. Yeah. So to try to figure that out was... um a beast by itself. Yeah. But when we first got him, it was a matter of hope. No matter what you do, you're not going anywhere. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. And so when he first came to our house, we have two dogs. And he walked in the door. He said, ooh, dogs. I said, you can talk. Because when we got him, they told us he, they told us he was nonverbal. Huh. So that showed me that he chose not to talk to them. I didn't think he could actually talk. So to go from one word to showing emotion and to using sentences and to asking for things and to being in big lots. And he pointed at something. I said, well, no, you want something you have to ask for. You have to tell me what it is. And if you tell me what it is, then you can have it. And he was pointing at a pair of headphones. I said, tell me what it is. And he said, headphones. When I tell you, it reduced me to tears. Now, you can have whatever tell you what. You can have it was a matter of I'm doing something right. If he is trusting me enough to let down his walls to use his words, we're doing something right. And it's a beautiful fight to see. Mm. Oh, I love again, Willie and Cindy show up um on your stories, and I just love them. <laughs> it, the, you have some great chats in the car, which crack me up, like yeah. the restaurant you're going to, or when Cindy bought those shoes that didn't fit. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I have to like come back the next day and see what happened. Oh my gosh. So my dad continually tells me, he says, you know, you're creating a monster. She thinks she's a little you. So when it comes to her little outfits and when it comes to her shoes, mom, this is what I'm going to wear today. I said, Cindy, I don't think you want to wear those shoes to school. No, mom, I'm going to wear these shoes to school and I'm going to put on my little stockings and I'm going to do a fashion show for my friends when I get there. I said, okay. Well, have a good day. I'll see you when you get home. When Cindy got off the bu- uh, the bus from school, she had the boots in her hand and she was coming up the hill. Oh, Mom, I've got blisters on the back of my heels and these boots are too small. I said, no, they're not too small. You just didn't need to wear them to school to walk around in them all day right. here. So she is a, she's a ray of sunshine. Yeah. She is a mini me. And just the fact that she found enough love to be able to, when she uses the word mom, I don't take that lightly because for someone to never have had one to know of, mm. that's pretty huge. Mm. And for me, it is, um, it is a, such a term of endearment that I don't take lightly 
because they're the responsibility that I have. I'm responsible for making sure that she not only has a place to stay, but that she becomes a, a good person and that she's a good citizen. You know, Cindy and I have our, our rough moments. She's like a four-year-old sometimes right. when she doesn't get her way or she doesn't get the snack that she wants. And then she'll fall out and have her temper tantrums and we have to gather her and get her together. And sure. some days are really worse than others. You can only imagine. But just the fact of knowing that even after all of that, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Right. You're not getting rid of me that easily. Hmm. So it's it's a it's a place of I get from them more than what they get from me. Hmm. They teach me that it could have been me. The shoe could have been on the other foot. So why not give them what I would want them to? Mm, I love that. Yeah, I both of them are just they just make my day. And and again, too, it's I I watch your interaction with them and how you you treat them like everything's great and and you know it's funny or it's an issue that you're talking through or whatever. But it for those of us with the getting to peek in, I just always think, oh my gosh, I just am grateful for the opportunity to share something like that. It teaches me every time, um, you know, to be grateful and to remember Mm -hmm. that what I have and to be able to help others. And, and it's just, it's a really great dichotomy with what you do with the small businesses and how you balance your family so well. And, and I just, I just admire that. And I, and I must say your parents must be still really people that you admire because you obviously take their lessons and pass those on really, really well. I do. And um, my parents, I don't know how they did it, but they, they did it. They did it right. And they did it well. My father was huge on making sure that we were well cultured and understanding the world that we were in mm. and understanding that, you know, you have to, the world is a very colorful place. And with that being said, love all the colors, mm-hmm. right? So it's a matter of reaching past people's hands and reaching the heart. Mm. Once you get that, it's the same no matter what color they are. So my father, who we, we migrated from New York to Atlanta because he didn't want to raise two girls in the city. Mm. And when we came to Atlanta, that's the South coming from New York. So he was like, hey, I got to teach you guys something so you can be prepared for the world, right? Mm-hmm. So we grew up in Buckhead. Didn't know, so Buckhead, for those who don't know in Atlanta, it's a very affluent area, right? Mm-hmm. We grew up in the Lindbergh area, which was right on the cusp of Buckhead. So he was dead set on putting us in environments that we, we may not fit in here, but I want you to learn how to function in this space, mm-hmm. right? So we went to the, the arts school, school of the arts. We went to um, international schools. So there was not just a a one color. It was a multicolor. We've been about multicolors all of our life, all ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And that's why my pool is so large mm-hmm. when it comes to the people that I want to reach. And it was important to him that you know, no matter what it is or what you do in this world, give to others. And when you give to others, it'll come back to you. So that giving spirit came from them, that um, giving people grace. Um, understanding that everybody did not have the same background. People come from hurtful places. People come from broken homes. And even with my parents, my parents got divorced when I was in high school, but they made it so freaking awesome when they got divorced. My mother just moved across the street. Mm. That's how set they were on making sure that we may not be okay as a husband and wife, but when it comes to us being parents, we're going to support you 110%. My dad had a key to my mother's house. She had a key to his house. It, yeah. So we had the best of both worlds. So even in dysfunction, they showed us how to function well. Mm. So yeah. that's 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 what I grew up with. I love that. I love that. And and in their way too, they were showing you like functionality. Might it, what does it really mean and look like? It looks like it needs to for each person. You know, and that's that's Absolutely. a great lesson to have too. And you can make it look the way you want. But right. It doesn't have to be what society says is absolutely. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, to, to the past in twenty nineteen. She would still come to family reunions on my father's side of the family. 
family. I mean, it was still, it was still what they, it was until she passed, they still lived around the corner from each other. So mm-hmm. they still valued friendship. They still valued being parents. They still valued that connection. And when people take the bad of a situation and shoot, as they say, take your lemons and really making lemonade, it's a real thing. You can add as much sugar to it as you want, despite what the world says. Yeah, I love that. Mm. That's right. I remember seeing pictures of your beautiful mama. Oh, I'm so glad to have this chance to talk to you. I feel like your thoughts are inspiring and it's just such a good reminder to show up as yourself. And I think too, the whole fashion part of it is so fun. I I have to ask, <laughs> do you get to like pick out those outfits? Because every time it's like some fabulous thing, it fits great, but it's not, you, you don't shy away from color and pattern and they're all so fun. Do you, how does that work? So the way that it works, yes, I select what it is that I want to promote for the boutique owner. Now, they will send me several options and I will select them. We get to a place somewhere down the line on our relationship where I'll give them an opportunity to select something for me. But you have to know me. You have to know my aesthetic. You have to know my body. You have to know what type of fabrics are fun and what really work for me. Mm. And, you know, society for plus size women will tell you, don't wear a lot of color, do a lot of black, whites, and grays. I was determined to break that barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Growing up, I always had hips, thighs, boobs, and booty. I had it. So yeah. therefore, my mother made me embrace it. You can't hide it. It's there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to peek out of everything you got. So let's Love give that. them something to look at. So she splashed us with color every single day. So for me, I want women to to know you don't have to be afraid of it. You can mix it, you can make print, you can wear them well, you can own them, and you can think outside of the box. And I think so many boutique owners now are offering so many beautiful options and giving us a chance to think outside of the box with our wardrobe, and we can have fun with it. So that's what I think is amazing about it. And it's not just plus size women, because there are a lot of straight size women who follow me that I had no idea about. That just come for the inspiration. That mm-hmm. just come for the caption, knowing they can't fit a thing, but they just keep showing up for it. Yeah, that's that's how you build community. That's right. It's it's because you think all they're about... coming for one thing, but they're saying, "There you go." Yep, they're showing up that's because it. of just how you shine. Absolutely, I love that. Tell me who's inspiring you these days. I always love to ask that. My biggest inspiration, I would have to say, is um, Sarah Jakes Roberts. She is the daughter to Bishop T. Jakes on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a church in um, Texas. And I, I, I love her because she is a, a beast when it comes to inspiring and uplifting women. And I tell you, her fashion game is un matched <laughs> the way she shows up with mixing prints and it doesn't have to be the typical church girl look right, right? and it's the different colors the vibrant season the dresses and sometimes the pantsuits and choosing to show up differently than the quote-unquote church aesthetic mm-hmm. and just knowing that you can reach beyond that barrier and still show up as who you are that just it gives me so much power and this um last month of the month before they had a women's conference in texas that filled up an arena forty thousand women from different backgrounds different ethnicities just in one space for one goal and that was just to uplift and inspire Mm. that that's huge to me to have that kind of impact so if she can do that on such a grand and large scale what can I do with my little small corner of the world? Mm-hmm. Good thing to remember. And still have the same impact. Absolutely. Well, and I would venture to guess that her showing up that way, sort of non-traditional, if you will, it's just, it gets more, again, of the people that think, oh, maybe I can be there. Maybe I can go to this place and be inspired or listen to this person and be inspired. There's room for me. There is room. There's room for everybody. And I think if you think about it from a, um, from a place of, if you take a rock 
and throw it into a lake or a river. As tiny as it is, it's going to have a huge ripple effect that's going to keep going and going and going, right? That's how your small impact could truly affect the world. It starts with you, your family, your community, and then from there it goes to your state and then it crosses the border and goes international. It all depends on what you want it to be and where you want it to grow. You may not even want it that big. You just want to hit your core people and serve them well. Guess what? Those people will then serve someone else so it still has the ripple effect. Mm. So true. Such wise words, my friend. Thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate this You're time. You're welcome. No, I thank you. Well, let me say this to you, Margot. I thank you for more than one reason. You know, we, we just met a year ago. And, you know, you don't realize the impact that you had on me in the moment that I saw you. And even getting ready for my TED Talk. And in that moment, doing something that was so powerful for me. And I wish my mom could be here. I wish my mom could be here. And you didn't know that going into the day. So when I got to my table talking, I was so nervous. And I was just like, mom, should just really be here. The first thing you said to me, are you good? Are you okay? Do you want some Starbucks? Oh, just come here. Let me give you a mama bear hug. When I tell you that was exactly what I needed in that moment. And I need you to know how important that was for me. So I thank you for being who you are. I thank you for this wonderful and sweet friendship that we have. We don't have to see or talk to each other, but when we do, it's like we pick up where we never left off. Oh, that means so much to me. Thank you so much. I really think so often in life, you just meet those people and you, you don't always get to catch up or whatever, but when you do have those moments, they're just like, there's the boundaries are not there. You know, I just, I just really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that with me. And I felt the same way and I can't wait to uh, see you in person again in March and, and listen to your wisdom and support you in that as well. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. And I love you. I love you too. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.